Welcome to the Good New Days. What a surprise. So today we have a special episode. As you see, we start off with a little bit of worship. Uh, I'm excited for today. But before we get into the Good New Days and what we have for today, just a couple of reminders. Um, first off, we have an Instagram account. Go ahead and follow us. Look up the Good New Days or underscore the Good New Days all together. And there we're putting up clips. <clears throat> we're putting up all, a bunch of videos, um, announcements things coming up so go ahead and join us on instagram we want you to follow hit that button follow us um as well make sure if you um, are blessed and you like something that you're hearing this is something that you could share with others something that's touched your life we want to remind all of you watching um the importance of giving if you feel in your heart to give anything counts and it works to what god wants to do here in the good new days um so go ahead and hit the link in the bottom it's going to take you to a giving page it's going to drop down uh, on the memo just hit the good new days pick that the good new days and it'll go straight into um what we're doing here um as well make sure you hit the alert button so you could get alerts and subscribe if you haven't subscribed and i guess the next thing uh very important is share it share these episodes go ahead and send it to everyone you know uh, because we know that someone needs to hear if it's a sentence a word a whole conversation um they could be blessed by it so thank you thank you for joining us today and for um listening into the good new days we're excited so what do we have today i'm going to introduce to you our our three guests i'll start with my right and it's my niece ali so we welcome ali and we have god and we have sophie and we're just um, happy so so welcome girls to our good new days to and uh, we're, we're just very excited to have you guys here we're thank you for having us <laughs> yeah. thank you guys for, for leading us into a little bit of worship there to to get us started i think we needed it um so so i'm, I'm glad that that we were able to have some fun with that um i wanted to have you guys over here because I'm just in conversation and 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 hearing a little bit of where you guys are at uh, on the way over here. I just want to make sure I was on the right track. Each one of you, 19 years old, your birthdays are like all close to one another. So you're right there in that same age bracket, 19, a lot, a lot of similarities for what you do at school and church and just your own personal life. You guys picked up something now that, that you, you yes, need we did. Yeah, you guys picked up now? Pickleball. We got pickleball players here now. We're ballers, guys. Pickleballers. Pickleballers. Yeah. Pickleballers. Yeah. All right. So you guys are, are, are into this. You do life together. You're good friends. But I also wanted to bring you over here just to, to have this conversation. 19 years old. And um, what does this look like? We're going to get into like You guys just came from Colombia. You just did a mission trip. I think it was like 60-something of you guys. 50. 50. 50 of you all went on a mission trip with Hands of God. Uh, we had Wanda on a few months ago. And she was uh, one of our guests right before Hands of God went to Colombia. And now you guys came back. And I, I want to hear a little bit about what God did in Colombia, what God did in you, what God did through you. And um, just also like, what does, what does it look like to be 19 years old in today's world and serving the Lord? Because I'm older now and, and when I get around you guys and I hear you guys like on the drive over here, 
I'm recognizing, man, I'm the old guy now in the car. I was always the young guy in the car, but now I'm the old guy. And I know that because I'm driving my niece and, her, and the two friends and we're coming to a podcast, but I'm the old guy now. So I'm learning the new slang. Like I learned Riz. Yeah. Like six months ago, I learned Riz and what Riz meant. And then there's W Riz and all that stuff is here with me. So, so you guys are teaching me to stay young. Uh, but I just want to get into like, man, you're young and, you're, and you decided to surrender and serve the Lord with your lives. And uh, I just want to tap into that a little bit. So obviously, thank you guys for being here, but, but let's just jump into this. I mean, I know that someone could, is watching this, that this could bless them. Maybe someone's young um, in their early 20s or maybe in their teenage years. And like, how can I serve God? Like, is this thing even real? And hopefully with our stories, we could bless them, you know, with something like that. So let's start. Um, let's start first off. Uh, let, let's just talk about Colombia and the mission strip. That, that happened in Colombia. Um, I, I just tell me a little bit about it. Uh, what, like, where were you guys at? I guess we saw when you got it. Just tell me where you guys went. Um, what, what was the whole like heart behind going to Colombia? We went to Popayan, Colombia. Beautiful city, beautiful. We took pictures there. It was so so pretty. Everything was very like white and and like all the the buildings. It was just really really pretty. Um, so basically, we go over there, and I'm sure Mom like touched on this. I watched the video, but she, we go, we do medical outreaches, prison ministry, kids, orphanages, busy jails. Um, we do evangelism in the streets. So we do a lot of different things over there, and I've been blessed to be a part of those and and go out and do that. And obviously, we do go and help the community, but our main goal is obviously to spread the love of God and His Word and the truth to those places cool i see you guys are all wearing the the shirts yes yeah. so, hands of god so that's good so 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 tell me carlos sophie like okay wait how many mission trips have you gone on Abby? four so you've done four mission trips two you've done two where else did you go dr you went to dr now colombia where, where have you gone my first one was a few hundreds oh Honduras. Yes. that's right well, i remember that was the first one yes so honduras colombia Honduras. El Salvador, nice. DR, and then El Colombia. Nice. And how about you? I've done Colombia and El Salvador. Okay, so all of you have done a missions trip before, so that's yeah. cool. So the, was this missions trip different than the other ones? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So why would you say that? What was different about this missions trip? I mean, going into this missions trip, I was, I was like almost worried that it wasn't going to be like DR because DR was my first one, and mm -hmm. DR changed my life like in a lot of ways. But Colombia changed my life in all different ways. It was like a whole new experience. It's not just like the people that are different, but like every time that you go, you experience God in a new way that you didn't mm. know that you could have experienced. And it's it's just awesome. Like it, the way that God moves is different and you can't compare it at all. Like, I don't know, like I know Ali's been on more, but like it's completely different. You can't even compare them. Yeah, nice. That's good. How about for you? Um, so this mission trip was really big for me in the sense that I had a lot of doubts about God before this trip. Like, uh, I had, I had really big doubts, like, especially like if he was real or not, I would have a lot of battles with that in my head. And prior to this trip, I wasn't really being obedient to what God wanted for me. Cause if I, if I didn't really believe in God, there's no reason to be obedient. So my prayer going into this trip was like for God to make himself undeniable. Um, and and he did just that so this trip like it it kind of like changed my life it was like a whole 360 like i feel like i'm a different person different mindset different plans like in the sense that like i don't have plans because my plans mean nothing mm. um it's all what god wants so that's that's for me why this trip was really special 
So what were some of the things that, that you guys participated in? I know, that, I know it was a team of like 50, mm-hmm. so I'm sure everyone had a specific role, right? Like building maybe, or construction, sorry. Um, I'm guessing, you know, some part of the worship team or some sort of evangelism. What did you guys like specifically do? I'm sure worship was one of them because you guys were yeah, part of the worship. We okay. um, it was also really cool this trip because we actually got to be part of a skate for the first Perfect. time. Skate. It was really cool. <laughs> and it was an awesome experience just seeing how God moved through the skate, how he ministered through the skate. I have never even seen a skate being done like at church or even so being part of it and being part of like what God did through like something new was really cool and how people were touched by it, like youth. It's like the skate was catered more to like a I guess like a young audience because it's like basically I don't know if you want me to explain the, the plot of it but like um she's being the, the main girl Ali is being um like basically tempted by all these things that come her way like you know lust money um eating disorder depression and this kid's kind of showing like like Jesus is your everything. Like all these things don't mean anything. So seeing how that touched people, touched young people. Like when we went out to the plaza, which was like the central place, like in Popayán. Out in the open. Yeah, out in the open, and just seeing people be moved by that was, was yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, you know. I've been on mission trips as well, obviously, and and mission trip always do something to you. You think you're gonna go over there and bless someone, like wow, you know, God, you pray these things, like God use me. I want to see, you know, signs. At least that's how I pray, right? Signs and wonders and miracles, Lord. I, you know, whatever. I pray these big prayers, and you 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 go and God does show up. God does amazing things. But then I've noticed, like I leave there, and I'm like, wow, like what happened here with this land, with these people, what it did in my life, what God did in them through them and how it touched me or to other team teammates, you know, people from the church or whatever, how that blessed me. So I leave there so ministered. Like yeah. I love what Sophie was saying, how this mission trip transformed your life. You went from a place of doubting and a place of like this, you know, all these different things in your in your walk in your relationship with God to not just saying like what are my plans? I have no plans. It's his. Um what what encounters you must have had to get to that place. And it took that mission trip. And I think mission trips are interesting because it takes that sometimes. You know, I always say, like, man, you know, we do these missions and we have to raise money for these missions and we have to put so much work and training for these missions. And then like a couple blocks away from us, like there's a family that's hungry. And and or or there's a family that has no you know, no no clothes or 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 someone that just die drastically and they need comfort and sometimes like you know we have a, a missions right here in our backyard right here in miami but there's something about leaving miami and i think it's like first you're, you're separating yourself from all distractions you, you're purposely going and you fasted for at some point you've prayed it, there's also a thing about going together as a team as a family and I think God sees that and, 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 and we walk in this faith when we go to places like Honduras, Colombia, and the beauty and the prayer behind that is to see what God does, like those miracles. Like imagine now bringing that, what God has done in the heart of each one of you and now saying, now what does that mean even here now in our city? Yeah. And, and letting that erupt. And I think that missions trip elsewhere, uh, God does such an amazing work because he also does that work in us. And it's taking the steps of faith. And it's like, Lord, use me here. But then sometimes at home, we're like, we're scared because <clears throat> our church might have a certain way of doing ministry. But when you guys are in a mission, like, it's free. Like, 
minister and be free, but maybe you feel like more constraining your own church. So what did you, what do you feel when you were in Colombia? How, how did you feel like the Lord, uh, like you felt like, oh, here's a point where like my cage, where I came out and, and I saw God do a, a wonder. I saw, this is how I know, like, this is where I'm walking into now with God. And he showed me this in Colombia because of a prayer, because of an expectation, but it took Colombia to bring it out of me. Do you guys have a story like that? You, do, you want to go ahead and start that? So I have never considered myself like good at praying. I don't consider myself a prayer warrior. Like even when we pray here at home, I ask God or someone else to pray because I just, I get really insecure. And even when I'm alone and stuff, I like, I start daydreaming and I just, I don't think it's a strength of mine. And I've always thought that way. And I've always said, oh, I'm not a prayer warrior. And even more so when we go to these countries because I don't speak Spanish. So when we go over there and it's perfect because since I do worship, I just I sing a little song and I let everyone else pray. But this time, um, I was just praying on, on Wednesday and we have an altar call and I was at the altar and I was praying and stuff. And the next day I was like, I'm just, I'm going to walk in faith and do what he's called me to do. And, you know, if I pray for somebody and I butcher it, like, you know, whatever. So we were at a little, tiny, tiny little wooden, like almost shack-like thing. And... It was slammed, like shoulder to shoulder. And they had an altar call and they're like, who wants prayer? Every hand shot, every single one. So I'm there weaving through people trying to get to the person that I see and I want to pray for. And I pray over these two little girls and I'm trying to talk to them in my broken Spanish. and like, I'm going to pray for you in English. I hope that's okay. So I prayed over them and then I found more people yanking my arms. Like, pray for me in English though. I want you to pray for me in English. So I thought it was really cool that that he was using me to preach, to pray in English, because even though I was something, like, I, that was something that I was super insecure about, like, oh, I don't speak Spanish, so how am I going to pray over these people if I don't speak their language, you know? So I just thought it was really cool, and I saw him use me again in prayer later on, and and it's just something that I saw, like, where I'm insufficient, like, he comes in, and he, he takes yeah. care of it as long as we're obedient. Yeah. And it also helped me now, like, here at home, I'm trying to be more bold in prayer. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And you know, the Lord can do a miracle. And, and sometimes you could pray something in English. And, and listen, this may sound wild. And a lot of people will be like, I don't know, man. That's kind of like debatable. But you could be praying in English and they, could, they might be here in Spanish. I mean, there is a story in the book of Acts when they began to pray in the upper room. And everyone from the surrounding region was there. And they, they're, they're speaking and they're praying in our language. And the Holy Spirit filled them and they were speaking in different tongues and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, the Holy Spirit can do it. And the Holy Spirit could do like wonders and miracles through us. So I, I just think that's, that's cool. And that, that boldness now is growing in you. So, so that's good, man. That's awesome. How about, how about you all? Story, any story like that? Um, um, me and Caro have one, but it's more of Caro's. All right. So I'll let Caro share it. She might not know it. So go, so go ahead and remind her. <laughs> no, it's at the shack, right? Yes. Okay, so same same shack um, that Ali was talking about. It was a church. So the anointing was on oh, yeah. the shack. Yeah. It was Absolutely. wild. And it was like packed. You it was packed. Really like, You're sweating. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was it was crazy. But yeah, like Ali said, everyone's hands just shot up when they asked for prayer, which I was like, man, people are like desperate. They yeah. want prayer like they want God. And so there was a woman who well we we had already come up to do worship for the altar call and there was a woman who i had talked to right before the service she was the only woman who i had talked to and i see her come up to the front of the altar and i'm like there she is Hmm. and um i see pastor leo talking to her and me and sophie are about to do worship and as everyone just starts praying like i just feel 
drawn to like go pray for her. And me and Sophie just both began to like lay hands on her. And um, at that moment, like, it was just a crazy thing. Pastor Leo starts telling us, okay, she has pain in her neck. So we start mm. praying over her neck. Then he tells us, okay, she has pain in her knees. So me and Sophie both get down on our knees and on our, on our knees and we're praying over her. And I just remember in that moment, like I, I was just praying like with a faith that I had never experienced before. Like it was just like, uh, God, I know what you're going to, I'm, I'm, I thank you for the victory ahead of time. Cause I know what you're going to do. I know what you're capable of. And, um, it was just, it was, I mean, I don't know. It was just a crazy moment. But after that, um, when we were done praying, the lady said that she no longer felt pain in her neck and wow. And I mean, I don't share that because it was because of Pastor Leo. It wasn't because of me. It was because of Sophie. You know, the word of God says it's not by power, but, my, but by his spirit. So, um, yeah, it was just awesome to see God moving that way because I had just heard stories about healing. I had never seen God move that way firsthand. So being able to see that was like, yeah, yeah that's strong. Yeah. yeah, let's go. All right, Sophie. Uh, I didn't have an experience necessarily with a person. This mission trip for me was was very intimate with me and God, and everything yeah. that happened was was between me and God. Yeah. And I don't. It was it was the Wednesday that we had an altar call. Um, I just felt like the Spirit moving me, and I I I don't think I felt that like months, like years, long time. Um, so just like. For me, that was my big thing. When I finally felt like the spirit move, and I finally felt like set ablaze, mm. and and that was that was my big thing. And then the spirit just kept like revealing itself to me. So I didn't have an encounter with a person like that where I felt that my encounter was more with God and and the spirit directly. Man, do you guys know how crazy? I'm listening to your stories and and, and I'm hearing you guys talk, and and I'm in the middle. I'm 42 years old, and I'm in the middle of a bunch of 19 minutes. And all I'm thinking about is like, this is crazy. You guys are 19 years old. You know, you know what 19 year olds are doing right now? You know what 19 year olds are planning and thinking right now? I mean, they're, they're living out to fulfill every pleasure that they could think of that could, that could satisfy their flesh. They're not just with one person, but 19 year olds nowadays are with multiple people and trying things with each other. And, and I mean, the way things are now with um, sexuality and relationships, with, with the place where a lot of 19 year olds are at, you know, the, the, the drugs and the drinking and, and just the place where the, just where the world is at right now. And, 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 and where the, the young people are, it's, it's such a difficult place and it's, it's, such a, it's such a time to reach them. And here you are, we're three 19-year-olds in conversation of speaking about signs and wonders and just miracles and revelations of what the Holy Spirit is doing in your lives. And for me, it's like sometimes, you know, as a 42-year-old, I'm being honest with you guys, in prayer, I'm like, sometimes I feel hopeless. Sometimes I feel like, man, like, like and I hear this, I'm like, wait, there's, a, there, there's another generation. And they're rising up and they're hearing the call of God. And, and, and you guys are, 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 are beginning to express that and, and to feel that like, this is what's happening in us. This is not, this is not a joke. Like, we're, we don't just go to mission strip because we want to do a good thing or because we just want to you know, feed the poor or, 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 or clothe the naked or, or say, hey, we want a trip and take a picture for the gram. And, and hey, we did something cool. And no, you guys are like sold out. And, and I think that's such an amazing testimony 
And it's such an awesome story that you guys have. You, you know, the, the scripture says that we overcome, right, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony in the book of Revelation. And you guys have a testimony at your age that, like, when I speak as a 42-year-old to your generation, ah, I'm all day. But you guys have this fervor in you and these stories in you, which lets us older folks, like, man, there's a gen, like, God is good. Like, he continues to to reach the next generation. And, and I, I'm just so humbled and honored to say, yes, the, the torch continues to be passed. So I'm just so grateful for that. At, at, when I was your age, the Lord put a fire in my heart and um, I knew I wanted to serve the Lord. And at that time, her dad, right? Pastor Leo was my youth pastor and God just rocked. He, I like to use the word wrecked. He wrecked my life. And I was young and I was in high school and um, I was just sold out, you know, and I, and I just wanted to serve God. And I knew at that age that for the rest of my life, I needed to serve the Lord in whatever it was. So I didn't know what it was. Um, all I had were the examples of like the pastors in my life. So I said, okay, so I'm gonna, that's it. I'm going to be a pastor. That's what it was. And But God was calling me from your age. He was calling me in. And it's that continued surrender. It's that continuing hunger, that fire that you were, the blaze, I think you said, right? Yeah. He set you ablaze. I could relate to that. And I'm just so grateful to see like, yes, those stories still exist. And I love it that one of them is my niece. And, and we're hearing it from you guys. Um, it's just a beautiful thing. So, kind of, what do you feel like here, here you are, you've had this experience. I don't know necessarily like the depth of your prayer. Those are some things that just between you and God. Like, you know, we all have those prayers as if, man, God knows my heart. God knows my struggle. God knows my pain. God knows the rest of me. So, so where are you at and where you feel God is calling you? Like, you're 19. You have the, uh, I mean, your whole life is ahead of all of you. You know, and your whole life, right? It's right there in front of you. What does it look like? Like, what, what, if I were to ask you, because when I was your age, so what do you want to do with your life? You know, you guys have been asked that. What do you want to do with your life? All right. How do you answer that? What do you want to do with your life? How do you answer that? Um... Such a, I hate that question. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I, people ask me all the time and for the longest time, I like, I didn't know how to answer that because for the past, like three years of my life, I didn't have an answer to that because I was like, I don't, I don't know what I want to do. I, I, nothing like drew me in, you know, nothing attracted me like that. And then, um, about two years ago, I got baptized um, 2021, I got baptized. And then a month later, I went on my first mission trip. And that summer to me was, um, it changed my life because that was the first time in my life where I was like, God, I want yours. And I surrender my life. Here I am. Mm -hmm. And when I got back from DR, the idea of going into a full-time ministry first ever came into my mind and um that was something i really i told no one i told pastor leo in a conversation in passing and for um the past two years that's been a prayer in my mind and just in my heart and i would ask god all the time i was like god like i don't even want to share this with anyone like i i didn't share that i was um scared to but the lord um over time, like he never let it go. It was always in my mind. It was always in my mind. So for the past two years, I've just been praying like, God, I, like reveal it to me if you want me to go into ministry, if this is something that you want me to do, if this is from you. Um, and then while we were in Colombia, Junior um, came up to me 
after one of our prayer services later on during the day and he kind of told me I, I know junior but yeah. for, for someone that's oh. watching this it's it's someone else a leader from the church yes. and someone else that's in the team yeah so yeah, he came up to you um he came up to me and he was basically like during the prayer service the lord gave me a word for you and i believe that the lord's calling you to do full-time ministry wow and you never shared that with anyone i had never i mean there's no way yeah. that was between me and god for the past two years and um that moment to me i mean i don't know if he saw me when he told me that but i think i stopped breathing mm. i was i mean it was just like a moment of like what did you god, just say like i was like this is only god yeah. like that's that's not i was crazy but like um that to me has just been like the biggest such a big answered prayer and such a big testimony because i don't necessarily know what that means right now i don't know what that's gonna look like for my future like where that's gonna take me but I know that the Lord's called me to follow him and just I'm here and may he be glorified through my life and yeah. just wherever he calls me, like whatever he requires of me, I'm, I'm willing and I'm ready to give it to him. And I'm, I'm just excited. Yeah. You know, when, when we, you, you, we've all mentioned this already, this word, but when we use the word like surrendered, uh, what, what is, what does that word mean when it comes to a place of like, you know, I came to know God or God came to, you know, touch my life and now, um, I'm just um, surrendered to him. That surrendered. What, what what is that word? What does that word mean to you, to you guys? So, what does that mean to you? So, uh, it's, it's a loaded question. Um, just like like just giving up all your will. Like after this trip, I I knew that for the rest of my life, nothing would have the same meaning as if I were spreading God's love and spreading his word and, and spreading the feeling that I felt to everyone. You know what I mean? So I, that I want to do that for the rest of my life and whatever way it may be, because anything else in comparison is like, it's nothing if I'm not doing this, but then you get caught up in the details. Like I, I remember when this happened, I told God, I'm like, I've never felt more secure, but I've never had so many questions. And I was like, okay, so many questions. And then the verse that was like, with much, um, with when much is trusted, much more is expected. And that like verse kept on it. It was like following me. And then how he shared on it, and I and I read it, and I'm like, man, like I know God has trusted me with something, but I don't know what He's trusted me at. And then, then I was just getting caught up in the details. And then I kept like reading my Bible and praying. And then I just realized, you know, like right now the details don't matter. Right now, like, I don't want to be like Martha. Like, I, I want to be like Mary. I just, instead of worrying about all the details and just worrying about serving, because a lot of times when we serve, we forget who the one we're serving is. And right now, like, I don't need all the details because I'm just going to sit at God's feet and I'm going to put the oil on his feet and I'm just going to fall more in love with him. And that's, right now, that's what I'm going to do. And then God will reveal what he wants me to do. And, and I'll be here whenever he does ask me to do it. You guys are wise 19-year-olds. I want you guys to know that. And um, you you must go to a good church. <laughs> and I, and I, no, I mean, seriously, I'm not saying that because I'm part of the fellowship or I'm family or I come from that church. But you guys must come from a really good church. And I, and I mean that with all my heart. Uh, because the way you guys are describing the move of the Spirit and the way you're answering to it is the right answer. The right answer. You're not looking for a prize. You're looking for Christ. And that's the right answer. You don't know how many times I've spoken to a young person and 
they're looking for something that Christ can give in serving him. And I have not heard that once. And I, and that's, that's wisdom already. That's something that the Holy Spirit is already doing in your hearts. I want to share scripture. I have a question for you that I want to <clears throat> tap into. But as you guys were sharing your stories, I thought about this passage. Maybe it means something to you. Maybe it means something to someone that's listening. And, uh, and God and you were speaking and then it, it went to, it went to Sophie and you're like, I don't know what it looks like, but you're exactly where you need to be. And, and that's exactly what God's doing. And I thought about Samuel in first Samuel chapter three. I just want to read it because sometimes, you know, you can paraphrase it, but let the text, I mean, it's just so powerful. It says, meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. And one night Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed and the lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. And suddenly the Lord called out Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up, he ran to Eli, here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied, go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called again, Samuel, and again, Samuel got up, he went to Eli, here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, my son. <clears throat> I didn't call you, my son. I said, go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know that the, the Lord, because he had never, he never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called him a third time. And once more, Samuel got up, went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? And Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. And he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied and said, speak, your servant is listening. And then from there, the Lord says, I'm about to do a shocking thing in Israel. He needed to hear him first. And once he heard him, he received the message. You know, the Lord wants to give you guys a message. And you guys are in a beautiful place where you're just learning to hear him. And he's going to give you what that message is, what that assignment is. I say you guys go to a good church because of the way that you're explaining things. I think the Holy Spirit is your teacher, as Scripture says, right? The Holy Spirit is our teacher, but I think you've had great leaders that have paved the way and have taught you guys like Samuel had in Eli and said, I mean, you were saying something about like, this was happening the lady in the neck. Pastor Leo came up to me, told me this. That, that was a moment of a Samuel and Eli where Eli was like, God, you need to do this. And um, I think because of that, you guys, have, you've been obedient to that and you've seen the fruit of it. There's a lot of young people that are wasting their time, but you guys are at a place right now where you're not wasting your time. I need to do what's God's time. And that's powerful. So, so um, just proud of you guys. Like I'm trying to think of a better word than proud, but very proud. I'm, I'm just very proud. And I was thinking about Addy. Addy, you know, we're, we're talking about all of our experiences with God and, and where they were and what's happening now. She got baptized two years ago, and then she went on the trip and God transformed her and she was went through her thing and then God did a work in her. And I started thinking about this and I said, since when you were born, you were born in the church. Um, we, we were at a church. I was the youth pastor at that time and, and we were doing things and you were, and I mean, oh my goodness, we got so much. You were thrown into there. You had all the choice. And then you were known as the pastor's daughter. We called you the PKs, right? But you were a PK, <laughs> which I now have two PKs because my kids were, were, were you're at in your shoes. And um, I'm sure it comes a lot of expectation, maybe a lot of pressure and a lot of weight on your side, right? As a pastor's kid. And, um, and there's a lot. There's a lot of good that comes out of it. 
but you also see a part of ministry that no one else sees because you are part of a pastoral family. So you see your parents hurt, you see your parents cries, and you also see your parents, uh, you know, boasting and, and, and pride in the Lord and all that good stuff as well. So there's a lot of stuff, but but I get it. That's where you were raised. That's 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 the culture that you're in. That, that's the environment that you were in. But you are your own individual person. And what God is doing in you, it's not in you because of dad or in you because of sister, or mom or brother and the family. That's one component. But your individuality with your relationship, your intimacy with God is your thing with God. And how, how does that look like always being in the church from what I know your whole life since you were born and still here you are 19, you're still in it. How do you do that? Because I need that advice. Like, I'm glad, I'm, I'm so happy that you're my niece because there's going to be a moment where I'm going to call up to you and say, I need you to talk to Jackson, which is my son, right? I need you to talk to Jade because they're going through what you've gone through. But how, how, what does your individuality, your own personal walk with God look like, even though you are that person and you, you've had to be that person, which is, yeah, not fair, but that's what God called our family to, your family to. Talk about that. All sides of my family, because both my uncles are yeah. <laughs> Um It's interesting because, you know, growing up in the church and even on my, like, I applied for a job at Florida Christian in Essex. It asks, like, when were you saved? And it's like, I don't know. I'm, my mother's womb. Like, I literally don't know. I can't put a date on it. I can't even say how old I was because I don't even know how many times I said the, like, forgiveness prayer because I was always like, I'm really saved, you know. It's good. And growing up in the church like that, I feel like it did lead to a lot of doubts because since I didn't have an experience like kid that I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, I want this. You know, I grew up in that. I feel like it led to a lot of doubts because that's all I had ever known. And I'm like, like, there was no switch for me, you know? Um, but it is a blessing that I've grown up in the church, that I've that I've grown up in a Christian school here in the Lord. Um, I'm very thankful for it because a lot of my biblical knowledge comes from that, you know? Um, I'm thankful for, for the people that I've had surrounding me growing up. So many mentors around me, including my parents, my family, and other people of the church. Um, but in staying, you know, on fire for the Lord, I have my moments, you know, everyone does. Um, but really, I can't say that that's me. I want to say that it's the Holy Spirit in me pushing me to do that. Because, you know, there are times that I'm like, I just like don't, sometimes I just don't want to do it, you know. I remember in high school, like, Friday nights, I had to go and sing. And I just wanted to, I wanted to go to the football game. Yeah, yeah, I want to go to that party yeah. everyone's going to. I want to go to that football game and just go to yeah. church. And I, I felt like I missed out on a lot sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I would get frustrated and I'd be like, I just don't want to go to youth group today. I just want to go to a game. And, and you know, but there's a lot of blessing going over that Lawrence really calls me to do. Yeah. So, and it's him that helped me do that. Because if it worked to me, I probably would have missed it. I did miss one game <laughs> in high school. But like, I don't know. I just... It's, it has to be him and him and me just pushing me to do that because why else am I here, you know? If it's yeah. not to serve him, if it's not to be in his presence, that's what I was made for. It's what I was created for. So if I'm not doing that, I'm not. I'm never going to find satisfaction in a football game in, I don't know, wherever else I'm going to be. You know, the only place I'm going to find it is in the house of the Lord in his presence and in my relationship with him. So. Yeah, you found your own identity in him in his presence. It, so that's great because... Yeah, you've had to deal with things since you were young because it's the family that, that you know, you're in. You choose your friends and you can't choose your family, that whole thing. <laughs> but with that, the Lord had to bring out your own identity and it was found in His presence and He found it during your pre in His presence. 
that's amazing. And I know that there's going to be a day where I'm going to say, Ali, I, I need your advice. I need you to counsel me because Jade wants to go to this thing and I really need her to be at church. Too. What, what do you think? Should I let her go to this thing? Or like, and, you know, and I'm like, can you just come and talk? Can you come over to the house and talk to her? You know? and, and, and I think that's, that's a beautiful thing. You know, I, I appreciate you, Ali. You've been such a, I always, I always tell Ali, you know, I'm, I'm your number one fan since she was a little girl and some in gymnastics, I would go to her competitions. I'm your number one fan. Uh, and I'm, I'm proud of her. I'm proud of you uh, since you were a little kid. I have a funny story with Ali. When, when she used to stay over the house, she would wake up in the mornings and, and wake me up and uh, we would do magic tricks. Yeah. It was a little eraser. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would pretend to I would put it in her ear and then I would take, blow it out of my mouth and it was in my hand and she would freak out again again. <laughs> and I'll just see her you know, grow into the woman of God that he's forming you and making you to be. It's such a Oh man, what an amazing thing! And to see you guys, we have a picture of one of Ali's birthdays. Remember the tenth birthday where I'm yeah. saying in the backyard. Yes. How old are you? Seven. I think it was my eighth. Your oh my goodness, eighth birthday! And God was in that picture. She was in the tent while we were saying I think scary, scary stories. Scary stories about an owl. Yeah, an owl, whatever. I just remember the aprons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> younger. Oh. So you guys have come a long way. Very, very proud of you guys. So. Um, another another thought that I was having was you know we, we went to that nineteen and. Well, Look at these 19 year olds and what they're doing. Um, the world is lost, man. The world is broken. The, the, the world is hurt. And we're seeing it now more than ever, more than ever. So to see you guys stand up with such faith and boldness, it's, it's really um, amazing to shine that light in the darkness. I want to just talk about like, here we are serving Christ. What's, what does that look like? I know there's difficulties. And there's someone that's watching. They, they could be older. They could be the age of your parents. And they need to be ministered by you. Like, think about it, your age. Like, what are some of the difficulties that you guys are facing? All of you are in uh, university. You're going to school and stuff like that, and you're, and you're trying to figure all these things out. Why you're trying to walk with God? Like, what? I know I'm studying for. What are you studying for? Psychology. Psychology. I know I'm studying. Nursing. Nurse. I know I'm studying to. Going to surgery. Surgery of some kind, but in there is like, yeah, but it's really whatever you want, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So, what are the difficulties of your age? Let's talk. Let's like what the good news and bad news first. I want the bad news first. All right, let's do bad news. So, what are, what's the difficulties of a nineteen-year-old? Like, what do you face? Because I'm thinking when I was nineteen, maybe it was a little bit different. But what does that look like? What does that look like for you, nineteen years old? It's just um, it's hard. It's hard to relate to people a lot of the times. Like my friends, like I love them to death, um, but it's not. It's hard because they, they, they like things that I don't like and I, it doesn't change my perspective on them at all. Contrary to popular belief, a lot of people think that we have this like, no, like you're a bad person. Like, no, not at all. Like, I don't judge you. I just, I'm not into the same things that you are, you know? Um, so like I'll get invited to things and I'll be like, I'll make up an excuse as to why I can't go. Um, and it, it's just, it's hard to relate to people like my group is small. I think my group is like Ali, Garo, Ariana. And that's like, that's like my group. You know what I mean? And I'll have a bunch of friends and they can be like really good friends, but it's never going to be the same, you know, because our perspectives on life are different. Our values are different. Um, why we live, the purpose behind why we live in general is different. So you can connect with someone all you want, but the closeness that I have 
with like the people that I just mentioned now will not compare to anyone else. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. What do you think, Connor? Um, I mean, like what Sophie was saying, it's hard when you're like talking to someone who doesn't know God, because how am I going to talk about myself without at some, at some point mentioning Jesus? Because that's, you know, that's why we, why we do what we yeah. do. Because you guys are not playing, you're not, you know, you're not playing games. Like, right. you know, yeah, you guys have fun and you guys do things. And, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I, you know, I saw the picture of the movies or something peeing, you're bedazzled. And you guys do, you guys do your thing and you hang out and you go out and you do your thing. But, but when it comes to like serious things, like I'm not playing games. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying not to get into the mud. I'm, I'm trying, you know, to remain holy and then to, and to, to walk with the Lord and, and to be faithful and obedient, like it's, I'm not playing those games. And, and it's heaven, you know, that's what yeah. you describe. I mean, I always say friends that serve together, stay together. Yeah, that's yeah. like, I'm not sure. And it's hard to talk about Jesus too, because a lot of the times people think like, oh, they're just trying to like convert me. They're just trying yeah. to like yeah. bring me to this place. But it's like, no, like I'm talking about Jesus because like. I'm not talking about my church, Jesus. It's talking about Jesus, man. Like he's so awesome. Like, yeah, whatever, all these things that you see churches doing. But yeah, that's like. That's you just gotta focus on Jesus and he's so awesome and I just I wanna talk about him because he's so good and he's been so evident and I just want that for you too. And I'm not trying to like convert you for like my own agenda. Like man, I'm just trying to bring yeah. you up in the gates. Yeah, it's good. It doesn't benefit us at all. It like, doesn't <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even like in, in college classes, like, you know, I walk in, my phone down, hands of God. Sorry. Was told I cannot stop. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna be rebuked by everyone in the room. Yeah, I'm so sorry, guys. Um, you know, then I open my computer, hands of God, and like I, sometimes I'm like, okay, maybe I should like, but no, you know, like, like that's gonna at some point spark a conversation, whether or not it challenges me. You know, that's for the better. If I get to share the gospel at my college table, then that's awesome. But like, even just experiencing like professors who've seeing like something about God somewhere on a paper. Okay, I had to run time write a paper on my life view. And she said, don't involve religion. And, and on the first line on my paper was, I know you said I can't involve religion, but this is my relationship with the Lord, which is my life. Yeah, so, you know, I that's what I wrote my paper based on. And like, after that, I wasn't, you know, necessarily like seeing how people view you differently. Right. And yeah. But so you get on that paper. I got it. God's favorite. But yeah, um, but she, you know, like it's sometimes yeah, it's difficult to like do like go through those things. But um, it doesn't it doesn't come yeah. here. You know, there's no like that's what we're here for. We're here to share the gospel. Not compromising, right? You know, what does that remind you of? The king and his delicacies, and Daniel's like, nah, I'm not eating the king's food. And then it was like, I'm, I'm fasting. I'm not, I'm not going to be swayed. I'm not going to compromise because you're, you're, you're showing this piece of steak. And this is from the king. This is the best porterhouse steak you ever have. This is the best wine you ever drink from the mountains of I don't know what. You know how much a bottle of this costs? This is like a thousand dollar bottle. And David's like, I'm not tasting it and I'm not eating it. I'm not compromising my Lord. And he stayed faithful and the Lord blessed him. And I think that that attitude and that mindset, and I think... When you're at that place, it's not, it's, it's because you're rooted deep. And because you're rooted deep now, you're saying, I can't compromise because my relationship with God is depth. It's deep. It's not just wide. It's not just sort of, it's, it's, it's none of that. It's deep. And, and a lot of that depth is personal. 
that you know that the soil is what no one else can see. And those are the stories between you and God. That's the cries between you and God. And I love that. Don't compromise. Don't compromise. And God's blessing that. That spirit of not compromising. That attitude of not compromising. Yeah, that's good. You know, Judas compromised. Yeah. For nothing. For nothing. Just some, some change. He compromised and he surrendered the Savior to the enemies. He just surrendered. Compromised. Gave it up. Gave it up. You know what happened to his compromise? His insides bursted on the land that he bought. Bursted. That was his end. I'm not saying. I'm not scared anymore. Your insides are going to burst if you compromise. But no, um, I mean, what, what an amazing thing. So, difficulties, anything you want to touch up on that? Um, along with the whole, like, I feel like I'm kind of missing out on some stuff going on, like games and whatever. Um, I would say I'm a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. So another difficulty I run into is that I say yes too much and then I overbook myself and then I can't give my 100% to the Lord because I'm so widely spread out. You know, I'm stretched thin. Um, I've recently been learning to say no a little more so that I can give my all. But that's definitely what I, I run into, you know, because the Bible says to survive like in everything that you do. And it's hard to Heart, that. mind, soul, and strength. Yes, yes. And it's hard to do that when you have so many things on your plate, yeah. including school and work and family. And, you know, it's not just church. That's not the only thing I do. So that's definitely one of the difficulties that I remember. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? These difficulties, I'm, I'm picking on 19 and 20-year-olds. and it, It's for the rest of your life. And, and that's the truth. Just this week, I've been wrestling with some deep things, right? Wrestling, fighting, and it's funny. No one knows it. Smiling, hey, you know, still doing my thing, still taking care of all the things I have to take care of the week. But internally, between me and God, dude, there's like a, a battle. Of, but it's not a battle like, oh, fighting against God. A battle between my, man, my, um, my humanity and his godliness. And having conversations of the man regal feels this way, but the spirit that lives inside is saying another thing. And um, so it's for the rest of our lives. Difficulties. There's things that I'm still I still have to miss out on. And even at my age, like man, it would be cool to do it, but I can't. I can't compromise that, or I, I have to. You know, it's and it's not like sometimes you feel like oh, but I can't let others see that in me. And that's a scary place to be because then if you don't guard your heart and you don't really give that heart to God, that now you start to sin in secret. You begin to hide things and then you begin to sin where no one knows, where God knows it. You know, Adam will walk into your garden one day and say, where are you? He did that with Adam. Oh man, he caught me in the secret. He always does. So I, 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 think, I think that this is such a, an amazing place where we recognize life. I have to deal with this, God, because the difficulties are always there. They're always there. And it's beyond now. I can't let people see me. I can't, it can't be about that because then I'll, I'll sin in secret. It has to be that regardless of what I do, whether I do this or I don't, is it honoring God because he sees me? And that's the mindset of a believer. Is it honoring God? Because if no one sees me, the most important person sees me. And that is God is here. He sees me. And that right there should draw us. Like, I'm doing this for you, Lord. And um, I think uh, I think that that growth, man, it just, it's that sanctification. He's working that in us. He's growing that in us. So good job. I love that all of you have that in you. 
and have that conviction and hear the voice and, and, and you feel the spirit because a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't know what you guys do. So uh, I'm grateful for that. And it's uh, it's not to lift you guys up, say, wow, you guys rock, you're rock stars. You know, you know it's, it's, it's to continue to live in that humble place, that broken place, that contract place, that place where you could say, Lord, it's you. I'm nothing. Just continue and just continue to walk in those places. And God's gonna bless that. So, how about some? Of, let's let's get into some of the highs because I could talk a lot about a lot of the highs and about a lot of the good. This is a good place that even to like come to the ending part. But like a lot of the good that comes from serving God, there's so much good. Uh, what would you say? Some of the benefits are like, man, I can't have it no other way. It's so good. Like, this is what serving God is about. Yeah. I can think of too many answers for that. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you want to serve the Lord? You know, if you gave your life to Him, He calls us to serve Him. You know, that, like I said earlier, that's what we're here to do. Um, not that I do it for me, but it also makes me feel good. You know, I even it out a homie of someone that didn't have food that night. Like, I'm blessing someone with that. I'm showing them the love of God. And so I look at people. Maybe you look too. Close to somebody that has a huge, a huge rip in their shirt. You know, like, and obviously, it's for the Lord, but it also makes me feel like I'm blessing. You know, the Bible says too, like, oh, if you give food to the poor, like, that you're doing it to me as well. So when I do that, I know that I'm serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's I enjoy helping my community as well. So That's good. Go for it. I mean, I just, um, I just find myself a lot of times like just so in awe of who God is and, and where he's brought me in my life. Like, to be in a place that I would have never imagined four years ago. Um, you know, like when he brought me to the church mm. and I saw who he was and I saw what it meant to want to serve the Lord, have a desire. Like you mentioned before, I've had the most amazing people mm. to teach me, to help me along the way, to mentor me, people that I serve with. And just seeing the goodness of God just like pour out has just, I mean, it it's very humbling. And it's it's like an honor to serve him. It's not, it's like once once you know who God is, once you know like, man, this is the real deal. Yeah. Like, you know, like that's all you want to do. You want to serve him. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's an awesome it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and just humbled to be able to serve him. Yeah, serve him. Yeah, it's super humbling to serve God. Yeah. Um and trying to put into words my thoughts i have like five tabs open <laughs> right now okay so it's okay so specifically with worship the the high that you get when you just get to that point where you're like god like i'm here like you can take over now like you can take over whenever but right now like i like come like fill me and just like just like be with me like i want to be so close to you that like i feel you in my bones and then when it gets to that place it's like oh Mm. like this is what it's all for and to think that we're going to be able to do that in eternity like wow yeah just like when we get to share that with other people when we get to serve other people because you never know how a seed could be planted you know something so insignificant like like a passing thing like in the in Colombia, junior told me something so simple he's like i know you got this because i i very much don't like it when people ask me if i need help because if i needed help i would ask for help so that's something like it goes like physically and spiritually too. Like I don't, I don't ask for help because I think I got it. <laughs> um, but even when I do got it, 
like that's something that like junior said in passing he was like i know like you're carrying these things and like i know you can do it but let me help you anyway mm -hmm. so it's like something as simple as that like you never know when somebody can plan and see like ali said if, if it's just giving somebody clothes who has ripped clothes like you never know what you can plan to see and you never know when when that can what that can spark in somebody and what they'll do for god and what god will do through them so yeah that's that's that so yeah man i feel like we just had church <laughs> what do you guys feel you guys feel we have a church this is great man this is um this is you know the good new days and um i went to your church and i preached the message called the good new days i don't know if you guys were there remember that yeah And sometimes we always think about like, oh man, eternity, like, bro, just let me be in heaven already. And you know, there's a desire in that, of course, but there's a promise in scripture where we could live and encounter and live in the good days right now, where we could experience God now. And what I'm hearing from you guys is exactly what this podcast has caused, the good new days. You guys have all encountered the good new days and it's a person of Jesus Christ. And that has uh, just taken over your life. And because of that, you're walking today In a, in, in a world where, where we don't have to go into details of how dark and broken and hurt it is and you're living in the good days you guys are enjoying yourselves you're serving the lord your 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 eternity is is held in god's hand like you're secured um your eternity is secured in christ like uh, i mean you guys are 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 what this is this is about the good new days and it's about the person of christ so just so awesome so let's let's go ahead and, and just remind everyone uh about uh what which where you guys are from and what you guys are doing how they could follow uh obviously you guys and the group so it's hands of god so they could hands follow of hands of god missions don't tap hands of god i did that by accident yes <laughs> <laughs> make sure you, you tag hands of god missions um or, or go ahead and follow hands of god missions they're doing a lot of great things and it's not it's, look seriously it's not just like in colombia and, and all these different places you guys do things right there in your community um especially now for the holidays and you guys do a lot of serving right here um in, in our city so uh hands of god is amazing uh, as i'm part of hands of god as well in that sense but man follow hands of god on missions hands of god missions <laughs> on instagram and every other social media yeah follow your church which is introduce the church at the way miami yes on instagram yes follow at the way miami instagram facebook their services even go live you go on facebook. facebook and, and youtube and youtube yeah. so on youtube <clears throat> the way miami and on instagram and facebook anything else that i'm missing yeah. oh wait you guys are all youth leaders as well yeah. So the name of the youth group is Living Proof. Living Proof. Yes. There's also Living Proof. Living Proof. If you go to the Living Proof. Ready, ready. If you go to the Way Miami's Instagram and you go to their followers, and then you go to Living Proof, that's how you get the right Living Proof. We also have Young Adults Wednesdays at 7:30. It's also announced on the Living Proof Instagram. So Living Proof, the way hands of God. All those links are gonna be in the bottom of this. So go ahead, hit them, follow them, check them out. I love Living Proof. Living Proof will always be dear to my heart. Um, so uh, I'm just so grateful that Living Proof has continued as I was once a pastor at Living Proof and, and to see that that name is still going on and, and to see that it's still moving forward. So praise God for that. Um, so follow that. Continue to uh, share share this episode. If you're watching it, something blessed you, uh, make sure you share it. But before 
we end and I'm gonna give some last little instructions. I'm probably gonna tell them to share a million more times before we end. There's something that we like to do and we wanna do it today. So it's just to um, honor the people that come in here because we are grateful, our team that's here obviously on our camera, but we're grateful for you three for saying yes and being obedient and sharing your story. And it's so edifying, but it's a little something from us. So we want to give you guys this little packing. If, if you, you are going to be blessed with some good new days merch, all right, as soon as we can, good new days merch. And inside, you also have some 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 gifts inside for you. Some little gifts. So we just okay. how much I love free stuff. My mom calls me a warder because every time, even if it's like something irrelevant, like a bracelet from like a soccer place, I'm like it's free, so I gotta get it. Yes. <laughs> Good. So, so this is not necessarily free. It's kind of like salvation, right? Like, yeah. oh, salvation is free. We're like, yeah, is it? Like Jesus died on the cross. It wasn't free. It, it, it was. So this this free gift to you guys comes with a lot of hard labor. But don't worry about it. You didn't have to labor for it. But you received the fruit of someone else's labor. <laughs> no, it's just. I'm joking aside. It's a gift to you guys. Enjoy. Um, you guys were a blessing today. I'm sure if you're watching this. Um, they blessed you tremendously today. So if you were blessed by this and you want us to continue this conversation, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into all of this. I wish we could take you out of the screen and put you here right now so you could see what it takes. And yet we're at a good place, we're at a place where we wanna be, but it's not our vision of where we know God wants to continue to take us. So if you feel and you believe in what we're doing, the conversations that we're having, please if you've got moves in your heart pray about it that's all we ask you to do. just pray about it and feel to give again you could give down in the bottom there's a link there it's going to take you to a, a giving option but in, in the bottom where it uh, gives you a selection of different things to give to just click the good new days we would appreciate that as well as hit the bell so you could be reminded of any upcoming um, podcast and, and, and things that we have that are going to be showing as and also share 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 like share like comment 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 we want you to flood all this comment hey thanks for the podcast we loved it and we want to fill up on what to hear from you guys tell us where you're hearing from um introduce yourself even if you're family to us even if we don't know you just say hey it's so and so from this place i heard the podcast i was best we want to hear from you so go ahead and comment as you get ready to uh to, as we get ready to close up and we want to hear who you are so we want to say hi to you as well i think um, um i think i said it all i'll ask the team is there anything that i missed no we're good all right thank you guys thank you for joining the good new days thank you ladies for joining us in the good new days i love you all i'm proud of you all and everyone else out there thank you for joining us peace